Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to episode 108 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. Holly's half marathon training is going well, and she's tentatively enthusiastic about tackling longer distances with her running buddy and considering potentially a bit of walk running. We talk here about strength training and the stuff we can do to support our running and make everything easier, basically. I talk to Holly about some simple bits of strength training she can do, and all of them are body weight, so no equipment required. And she can do them at home. Equally, if she fancies a trip to the gym, she could easily do this using weights or machines at the gym to get a bigger session in. The trick here is to simplify strength training. It doesn't need to be a billion different moves, and it doesn't need to be complicated. Divvy yourself up into three sections, arms and shoulders, core and legs. Then think of three exercises, something like press-ups, crunches, and lunges. Do them 10 times and repeat the whole lot three times. And Bob is most firmly your uncle. Running will be progressively more easy. And after a few weeks, you can add in weights, up your reps, change up the exercises, whatever you like. You'll find loads of strength training on womensrunning.co.uk. I talk about my worries about running a half, that's the Great North Run this weekend, when I'm supposed to be running 20 plus miles in training for the London Marathon, not 13.1. So I'm having to add a few miles onto it before or after. I want to know if anyone else is doing something similar in the lead up to the marathon. We finish up by talking about the dreaded chafe, and in this instance, specifically, boob chafe. As Holly says, you don't want your tits to ruin your marathon. Somehow, she makes this an issue that she lays firmly at the door of the patriarchy. And who are we to disagree? This episode of the Women's Running Podcast is sponsored by Forestry England. Forestry England cares for more land and trees than any other organisation in England, growing, shaping and caring for more than 1,500 of our nation's forests. It has built over 1,800 miles of running, walking and cycling trails. From 1k to 10k route lengths, their waymarked running trails have been designed with both beginners and seasoned runners in mind. 
they provide an opportunity to run on safe, off-road, traffic-free trails in beautiful forest locations. Start your running journey or find inspiration for beating your personal best with Forestry England. Find out more at forestryengland.uk forward slash running. I'm so tired. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) I was about to say you do look tired, but then I thought that's very rude. But I only meant in the sense that you were physically rubbing the sleep from your eyes in that moment, not in your haggard way. I'm so tired. Oh, no, I'm tired and haggard. It's been... um, I'm going to I'm going to start talking about my diamond shoes pinching too much because I've been on holiday for 2 weeks. I've been working for literally 2 days. That's it. And I am absolutely cream crackers. I know, but it's getting back into the swing, isn't it? Even after the bank holiday weekend, I found I found yeah. Tuesday particularly by about three o'clock, I was just completely flagging and really, really struggling to convince myself to do any more work. And my yeah. mum was saying this, this is because she ultimate diamond pinching shoes or whatever. I've never heard <laughs> that and I love it because um, she's a teacher. So she gets summer holidays um, uh, yeah, and yeah, things of off. But then, yeah. so she was saying it to me the other day and she was like, oh, sorry, it must be so annoying to hear, but oh, I'm so tired from being back because they've obviously started all the like GCSE results and inset and all of that stuff now. And, um, yeah. but she was saying exactly the same, that it just, after a, after a, a summer off, it's just like every hour ticks by, like it's kind of yeah. treacle. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. And I've got like the, the sort of the muscle memory of it. Like, like the kids haven't gone back to school yet. Uh, they will be back by the time this comes out, but they haven't mm. gone back to school yet. But this morning, because they were going to like a holiday club thing and it was quite early. Well, I say early. I mean, we're just used to not really doing much before like half nine, ten, you know. Yeah. And but because suddenly it was having to kind of, it, it was... It was just the kind of sort of slight horror of having to get up at seven to go for a run, to come back in order to make pat lunches yeah, and get them out the door and, and, you know, beginning to get a bit kind of testy with Felix because I needed to brush her hair and make sure she was wearing clean pants. And I just thought, oh God, here we go. Just want to go and back to just, the days where it doesn't uh, matter if, if the pants are clean and the hair is brushed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, oh, but so, they are yeah. back to school next week. I've, they I've are, just yeah. realised it's so it's first of September. Um, it's it also eleven o'clock now as we're recording. This is probably when all the all, all the people from Hogwarts go back. Wasn't it the first of September <laughs> about eleven o'clock? So it's a sign. <laughs> They're all going back. <laughs> We're all t- shortly oh. to follow to kind of, yeah, I guess slightly, yeah. I guess not having kids. I don't have a, um, th- th- there's no, it, September means means nothing to me. But I still ah. have a subconscious thing from childhood. Yes. And both my parents, teachers, and my aunt and uncle actually, and my cousin, lo- lots and lots of my family are teachers. So there was always this sense of like, September looming being a big thing and yeah. a big big energy shift in our in our house that I think still hits me a little bit but I was talking about it with Doug the other day 
do you find when it's September and it's kind of, yeah, back to school times or whatever, do Mm. you find yourself feeling kind of excited or do you find yourself feeling miserable? Yeah, it's it's a good question. And I Mm. think it's a bit of both because likewise with with teachers with teachers in my family, there was definitely a sort of gearing up around September. Um, my mum would call it sharpening your pencils. Yes. Like, you know, it's you sharpen your pencils, pencils time. or shine your shoes. It's, yeah. It's a trip yeah. to WH Smith if and you're lucky, so, maybe get a new pencil case. If you're lucky. Yeah. Oh, God, don't. Now, see, now that's exciting. And, um, it and, still makes you a little you know, bit like, if, like doesn't yeah. it? Oh, well, you, you start thinking about yeah, new new bags and kind of shiny shoes and and we did a trip to Clark's yesterday, you know, mm-hmm. and spent like a million pounds and um, but yeah, so I think it's a mixture, isn't it? Because it can actually feel like um, it, the new academic year feels like a new year. So it it does it has in the last week, even though I've been sort of dreading coming back to work a bit, not not working with you. That's different that's no I've been looking forward to you coming back and doing the pod but I know what you mean yeah yeah you know just a general Mm. kind of grind of it and I just there is something in the back to school newness of and I found myself basically making in my head kind of making little resolutions yeah um like things I wanted to do in in a way that I do in January as well um so yeah I think there is there's much feeling really similar with September yeah, I think I'm Are feeling you? really similar actually. I think I it's summer's been lovely and it's been glorious to sit in the sun and drink too much pims mm. and go on holiday every other week <laughs> and it, that's of course been great. But I do I'm really looking forward to having some quiet weekends because it's been really difficult yeah. um with train with running training and also just with like trying to catch a break a bit that because it's been lovely weather and obviously the last two summers were quite abnormal it's meant that there's been something every weekend at the moment so I'm really really looking forward to slightly more relaxed weekends and time to do a bit more exercise I'm feeling really excited about I feel slightly sick saying that this doesn't sound like me but I do feel (laughs) excited about exercise at the moment because what in what I believe will have been the last episode we were talking about anxiety and running and how my training had been a bit crap um but I have nice news for you in that I went for a lovely run yesterday and I really enjoyed it oh tell me about it okay so it was two and a half miles so one of my just one midweek midweek training runs um but I felt confident in my pace I felt, and obviously all of that stuff doesn't matter. You don't have to have have pacing that you feel happy with or not walk any of the time or whatever to feel good about the run. But those were just some of my little quiet aims that I really, really wanted to keep my pace. Mm -hmm. Like kind of bang on 11. I always, I I previously used to run um, when I first started running like 10 minute miles. But then over the last Mm -hmm. years, when my kind of fitness has dipped and I've gained a bit of weight and stuff, it's been more like 12. So I've been really aiming for 11 and I was bang on. I was like 11.04 or something for my average mileage, which pacing, which I, I was quite happy with. And then um, I I didn't have to Jeff any of it, which again, Jeffing is a very valid yeah. technique, but I needed it 
to prove because I'd, I'd had 10 days or so where I hadn't run at all. I just completely interrupted my training and all I'd been doing was yoga because yeah. <clears throat> of struggling with anxiety. So um, I really needed it to give me the confidence that I could get straight back into that training plan. And yeah, as long as I wasn't you know pushing myself to a bonkers degree that I could dig deep and push and finish the run and do it at a pace that I was happy with and feel confident. And now for my long run on Saturday, which is five miles, um, I'm feeling really, really confident and excited about it. So yeah, cool. that is great. And so tell me like, um, Tell me about the structure of your midweek run. Do you do any warm up or cool down or anything like that? Or you kind just of, it? kind of, because I I do a little stretch of canal, um, and I did it before work this time, which was really nice as well. It's I've I've been enjoying doing that the last couple of because you know I said as well I'd gone for a, a little pastry with my friend Lex in the morning before mm, work. Yeah, I was trying to hold on to that, and I was like, "Come on, I know you want that extra." half an hour in bed but imagine how you know remember how lovely you felt when you did get up early and went and got a lovely pastry and did something with the day before what the work day had even started so I went and um and did my run in the morning and I did I suppose technically I do a bit of a cool down and a warm-up but it's not not in a very organized way just in the fact that I walk down to Mm. meet her at where the kind of stretch of canal starts then we do the run and then we went and got a cinnamon bun afterwards and I walked back up the hill to home which is in itself quite a in fact I was probably more out of breath doing that than I was on the bloody run so walking (laughs) up the hill with a cinnamon bun that was the real that was the real tough bit I think that was perfect real cardio and so right so one that's great so uh, what I wanted to talk to you today about was Mm. I wanted to talk to you about honesty mm. which I realize is not a word that you were expecting me to throw out there no it's um, not my not but something I wanted... that I love either but <laughs> what about I pretending need you. everything's I need... great and not worrying that's that's something I love yeah we're we're all good at that um yeah. apart from me because obviously Actually, I can testify yeah, so true. I, I, I yeah you're the opposite to pretend that anything's great everything's awful everything's always <laughs> awful um right these, honesty. So honesty. Mm-hmm. Honesty is it this is the theme to this section of the podcast. Okay. Because I want to to talk about your long runs, right? Mm. So you currently have, if I'm right in thinking, I think seven weekends until yeah. the bath half. Yeah. 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 Um, which is bas- it's six weeks, but seven weekends, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um so so because I and and for a runner, it's really, you know like you, you the weekends are sacrosanct aren't you because you're thinking about your long runs in that yeah but of those seven weekends the seventh one is race day yeah the sixth one is a taper run yeah yeah so you've how got am I gonna fit weekends. it all in basically right I'm not going to ask that well, well I am sort of but so you've got five five weekends what I want to know from you mm-hmm. is honestly how long has your longest run been and when was it? For the training so far. For the training so far. It yeah. was four miles and it was 10 days ago. So Perfect. technically I should be on six miles this weekend. But 
Mm-hmm. I'm a week behind. I might even be slightly more than a week behind. But my plan is this weekend five, weekend after six, yep. weekend after that yep. eight. Right. So I'm jumping up to, which wasn't my original plan, but I've decided to opt for that over missing the taper. Yeah. So I'm jumping up to eight, week after nine, week yeah. after that ten. Yeah. Then start to taper. And then drop down. So yeah. I, I've got I've I've got a plan for mm-hmm. you that changes that ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think I knew tell that me, there was a five me. mile. So, so here we go. I was thinking, here we go. Five miles this weekend. Mm-hmm. So five miles, six miles, mm-hmm. seven miles, then 8.5. Okay. Then 10. So, so I'm going up, leap up by a mile and a half each time. Yes. Once I'm I'm a bit more confident with the with that like more middle yes. distance. Yeah. yeah. And also it means the percentage of increase of your mileage that week won't be such a huge leap because going from six to eight is that's quite big. Okay. It, I like that more. It, yeah, I think yeah. it's a more comfortable. Um what I do to yeah, because I do this quite a lot. Um, like I, I don't think I go up in half mile increments, but I will definitely do like, you know, we were talking about how, like when I'm doing my long run and I'll go, you know, something point something like, like, so when, so when I was running in Cornwall and I did, and I can't remember, but I, I remember one of my miles ended in point six, which is really yeah. irritating. Cause you're trying to do like, you know, you're trying to have a nice clean, Oh, I did 16 miles or I did yeah. miles or whatever. Um, but because I'd done that, the next one I had, I added, I think I added 1.2 miles. So then it was 0.8, you know, so it just, it just gets you closer to yeah. goal. And, and I think it really helps your mind more than anything else. So yeah, if that, if that works for you, I think that's a really nice way. Of that sounds that. better. That sounds better because a mile and a half, you're right. I feel feels a lot less nasty than two mm. miles like even doing yeah. two and a half the other day because every run you do feels like a long run and feels like a you know that last yeah. mile is always going to be tough whether you've done a one mile before it or whether you've done oh, six yeah. miles before it um I yeah that there, there, there's something about having basically from the moment I'd hit the like I'd done I'd done one mile without stopping onwards the idea of doing because yeah. technically it was a mile and a half to go but like being able to be like 1.4 1.3 like and kind of do yeah. it down like that in that kind of those kind of little mental games you feel like that you play feels yeah. like a really nice way of being able to push yourself when you're finding it difficult so I I, I think oh, I'll God, do that yeah. so I'm five six seven eight point five ten that's the plan yes five six seven eight point five ten. I think I've got one more haven't I You've got one which would be your taper. Oh, but then that's weekend. my taper. Because this is the difference. So I, keep, that- I need to remember the taper because my friend Lex, mm. who I've been doing a lot of my training with, she it doesn't want she doesn't want to taper. Oh. I know. She? she doesn't. Let's talk about that. Let's bitch about that. <laughs> Lex, you've got a taper, man. I know. You've got a taper. So I keep having to remind myself that when she says like, oh, oh, we're six miles this weekend or whatever, that she's planning to do to to just do 
like, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, right up until the yeah. Yeah. She's not. She's not planning on um, on on tapering well, at all. Going against. Well, she's, it's like she's going against all running advice. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I mean, you know, mm. you strike out on your own. But I would want to give your legs a bit of a rest. Um, and and and, and like too. from personal experience. Yeah, from, from personal experience, definitely the the only time that it's not worked for me, the taper, is because I tapered too much. So, mm. um, so before Brighton, I, uh, I had, I'd had a minimal injury and, uh, some other things that kind of came along and sort of cocked everything up. And it just meant for those last two weeks, I think I missed a couple of runs. Um, and I, I pulled it right back. I remember that my final taper before that half was, I mean, maybe six. Yeah. And it was not long enough that that long run wasn't long enough and my the runs in between were not were not long enough and like we're, we're going to speak to Anna Harding in a couple of weeks like we said but um because we're going to speak to her about sort of taper science basically but you while you want to be running less you want to be running a, I think roughly at the same intensity mm. and it, and it's not like dramatically like you don't want to run 10 miles for your final long run and then the, your next long, long run do like two miles it's not drawing it's, it's only cutting it down by like 10 or 20 percent yeah that's so, what I said I was like we can still do like six yeah. or seven or something yeah and I remember that I'd, I genuinely rather than do 10 11 the race I would yeah. rather do 10 and then I, I think I'd feel more prepared weirdly I don't know why. I don't yeah. know that doesn't quite make sense, but because I think once you've hit ten miles, then psychologically you've got the thing of like it's just a five k on top of that. I know I can do a five k. I know yeah. I can do that. So whereas I think if I do eleven, I'm going to start my brain's going to start messing about with those kind of like mile increments again and be like, oh, you haven't done the twelve and you haven't done. The... Whereas I feel like if I if mm. I if I finish on a nice even ten with my with my longest long run and then I have a tapering week yeah. or you know technically like t- two weeks 10 days ish isn't it but I, I yeah. also remember yeah. like I, I really enjoyed that taper run because I suppose apart from when you're training for something quite tough for me for me I guess and and if if you're somebody listening who runs you know seven or eight miles on the weekends if you're in if you're in Aston Newman then but even that like yours usually would be gearing towards training really I suppose yeah um that like there aren't really that many times that you have the fitness level that you can run 10 or 11 miles but that instead you choose Mm -hmm. to do five or six and I just remember that tapering taper run from the first time that I ever did the bath half and it was the first time I'd run those kind of distances and I went from 11 and then I just did a five mile run for my taper weekend run and I was staying with Doug's family and they live in the middle of nowhere in Wales and so I just did like a little kind of half almost a trail run it wasn't quite it was a bit roady but like a middle of nowhere run um and it was the most blissful run. I've, I still think about that run when I when I'm trying to encourage yeah. myself to get back to a fitness level that like I can just enjoy running five or six miles in it. And and it's never easy, is it? But like not having to 
Oh, not yeah. not really oh, feeling God, like difference. it's a huge strain. Not not having to dread it. Not yeah. having to worry about what if I if I can't do it. You know, just knowing you can, knowing you're comfortable, and just having a great time and going out there and being able to look at the little oh, it's lammies amazing, and isn't it? it's oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I do, I do. I mean, I think the tape tapering is is um it's a tough gig because along with it, you then there will be kind of the little kind of devils on your shoulder saying Mm -hmm. you're not fit enough you can't run the distance kind of thing and making you forget about your your big long run kind of thing but at the same time it does give you an opportunity to appreciate what your body has done so far in training and definitely to enjoy the fitness that you've built up because it means yeah that when you drop down by a few miles suddenly it's like oh god this is this is actually enjoyable you know this isn't awful yeah um but yeah we'll 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 talk to Anna about things that we can do ahead of the half things you can do ahead of the half in, in terms of that taper to make sure that it's kind of working for you to make sure that it's kind of you know you're not I mean you won't lose any fitness but it's kind of, it's just, you know, making sure that you don't make the mistakes I made ahead mm. of Brighton, which was to, I mean, I I just dropped off a cliff basically with the amount yeah. of training that I was doing. I do doing, tend to like dropping day, off a cliff though. That is my style. Yeah. Hence the last yeah, 10 days. Yeah, you save that for the week after. <laughs> <laughs> um, save that yes. for the week after. But the other thing, because we we were also going to talk about... Um, so, so the rest of the rest of your schedule. How mm. many week, how many runs are you doing during the week? Two, two runs and two and short two runs that are half, like half the. I'm just kind of going by the rule that they're half the distance of the one that uh, I'll I'm going to do on the weekend. That's a great rule. Yeah, I've, I've not thought about. So that I'm before. doing two two and a half yeah, this really week. Good. Two two and a half this week, and then yeah. a five on Saturday morning, and then next week I'll do three three six. Yeah. So, right. Do you have a strategy with your long runs? Do you plan to run all the way or are you planning to do any walk running? I think for this five miler, I'm going to my plan going into it because I feel a bit more confident off the back of the two and a half where I definitely felt like I could have kept going and that and I I felt good. Um, Mm. I my plan is to run the whole thing, but if I do walk run. I guess I'll assess at the beginning whether it's going to be a shite one or going to be a good one, depending on how my mm-hmm. hormones and energy levels and whatever else are, are feeling that day. Um, then I think I will, yeah, kind of assess that at the beginning. Um, yeah. And probably do like a 10 minute walk break in between that. So, say, do two miles or two and a half walk for 10 and then do the other half or do you think that I should break it into smaller chunks if I'm going to do that well, whenever uh, I've done walk running before I've done like run a mile mm. walk half a mile or like run two miles walk one mile or something so I've like I've I've run I've done like half of the distance that I've just done I've I've then walked or or I've done it completely okay, sporadically so- and I've just walked for a bit until I felt like I could run again yeah that yeah okay that's so probably, that's definitely not the way um, that's what I, that's that's always been in a desperate moment I don't know I don't know um um right how did how was the four miler fine that was fine did you, did you run that was fine that was all kind of just before I was I I had my bout of anxiety so um yeah. it was 
um because it was one of, it was actually one of the mid one of the midweek it was when I did like two miles or something the week after that I really yeah. struggled and I felt like I had to stop and I panicked um but the the long run yeah. was fine I yeah I did that fine I didn't I didn't have to I didn't have to walk during that the four miles I think having someone with me yeah. is quite um is quite a motivator for me so I don't yeah, know. Maybe yeah, I sure. maybe I would okay. have felt like I had to if I was on my own. But I did that one with Lex as well. So I just kind of kept going because she kept yeah. going, and I w- I was fine with that four. And but so then that I'd had a bit more training um, building up to because I had done more short runs throughout yeah. the weeks previously, and I'd done my three mile of the week before. Whereas going into this five okay. miler on Saturday, I have only done my two training runs this week, and before that, I've got ten days of pure yeah. pure nothingness. But it's fine. I th- I'm not going to think about okay. that because I feel mentally back in the swing and I think that's half the battle. Yeah. And so I just need to roll with that and be confident in my physical ability. The other thing that I did want to talk to you about actually to do with all of that is strength training because yeah. for the first time I do actually feel really confident and excited about going to the gym at the moment. Like, not for the first time. You know I like spinning. Um, but... Mm-hmm. I feel like for some reason I feel really I think it's a post-anxiety bounce back thing that like yeah I want to because I've been slightly out of it for the last two weeks I want to feel like I'm doing life things again and I'm getting back into having a busy schedule and all of that so um I want to do more gymming in between and more more classes and more strength training stuff but yeah how much is too much? Because, for example, today I was thinking about it. If I go to the... I've got slightly tired legs today from my run yesterday, so I was just going to do some yoga today. Um, yeah. But then if I go to my spin class tomorrow that I was quite tempted to do, what if I have tired legs for my, my long run on Saturday morning? Have you joined us on Patreon yet? For just a couple of quid you'll get some lovely patron-only perks, including an exclusive newsletter from me and Holly, full of secrets and swearing and all sorts. More freebies on the way too. Join us at patreon.com forward slash women's running for all your extra Holly and Esther bits. Like I'm worried I'm not going to be able to fit the strength training in or the other cross training in without getting tired legs, basically. Okay, so you've got that. That's good words to use because um, spin isn't strength. Yeah, that's is, true. That's is, that's is kind of cardio, so isn't it? Cross is training. Cardio. Yeah, yeah. So um, I so the, as a rule of thumb, like in a week's worth of training for like a half marathon or something, it would be good if you did like one bit of cross training, so spin, mm-hmm. and one or two bits of strength. Okay, so. Um, and I know that there is some kind of idea about when you do your strength. Like I think some people might do it, like they might do the strength training on the same day that they do their run mm. so that they can have a, have a proper rest day. So they might do, you know, like a run in the morning, uh, like a three mile run. And then in the afternoon do a bit of strength training. But I mean, that feels a bit much for me. And I, I, I think that think feels I'd a bit much for me on a long run yeah. day. I think on one of the shorter midweek runs, I could I could bear the idea of coming back and then doing half an hour of strength or whatever. But yeah. I think after a long run, for example, 
the idea of coming back and doing that even after just five miles on Saturday that is making you me know. be like I know I want yeah, to get you in should the never, bath. yeah never do that but I mean there is there is a case for arguing for like finding a route a short midweek route running route that means that you end up at the gym mm. so you know you could always do that but I think um in terms of tired legs, I mean, I I just wouldn't worry about it. I would just yeah. I would just get on with it, crack on with it, and do it. Um, strength training, though, which is different from the spin. Um, would you? So, what what kind of stuff would you do for that? Would you do that down the gym, or would you do that at home? I don't know. I'm going to be completely in the. So, honesty is the theme of the episode. Yeah, honesty. Is I don't. I don't really think I've ever like done strength training properly. I've gone to the gym to do like body conditioning classes and stuff. I just feel like it's not me and I'm not good at it. And I know that I know I have to get on with it. But something about those kinds of if I've been to classes before or if I've like tried to do it on YouTube or whatever before, because I think what would really help would be something like your boot camp. But now we're now we're getting into it. I just don't feel at the moment I can justify the cost of like a regular class because I don't pay my yeah. gym membership anymore. I'm I just I just pay for the I just pay for the classes that like I want to go to, which is usually like mm-hmm. spin a few times a month, maybe yoga a few times a month, but most yeah. of the time I'll probably be like at the moment I've mainly just been doing yoga with Adrian because I don't want to spend the money on going to a class um spin obviously yeah. I can't do that so I have to spend the money on the class but it feels like at home if I'm just like doing it based on a YouTube video or something I feel like I don't really know what I'm doing with strength but if I were to go yeah. to a class it just feels like 10 pounds for something that yes I, I hate a at the moment yeah tell yeah. me your thoughts I don't know what to do with that and if anybody oh, has any you know good like free strength training classes or whatever that they follow then please let me know because yeah, yeah. but there's also a confidence yeah, free, in there free too as well playing in there there's a few things yeah. that make me really really kind of just put off strength training to a point that I think apart from a couple of times last time I trained for the virtual half I, I didn't do any strength training the first yeah. time last time I trained for the virtual half because we had quite a few conversations about it on the pod um I did some of the exercises that we talked about like in front of below deck or whatever but yeah, I still yeah. didn't even feel like I was doing strength training properly. And I definitely tailed off with it and wasn't doing it consistently. So I think you are, um, I think you are in an ideal place right now in terms of the, your training schedule to do some strength training and for it to have a really beneficial effect on your running. Yeah. So I think that's the first thing. I think you don't need to go to a gym to do strength training mm-hmm. I think that's the second thing um so I don't think you need to spend money um also um while having some, some kind of weight can be useful it's not something that you need to have and I okay. think that I think that the word strength training can be off-putting to people that don't do strength training because it sounds like it sounds really technical it sounds complicated it sounds like it's going to go on forever as well I, th- yeah. I think None of those things are true. It sounds like my abs are going to hurt for the next three days to a point that I'm not going to be able to laugh or sneeze without feeling the pain. 
No, I mean, those that can happen, but yeah. it doesn't have to. I think I was just thinking about just then when you were talking and I think like with with strength training, I mean, there are there are like a, a few exercises that I think are like super, super beneficial for for running. But I think with strength training, I think to kind of simplify it, think about three areas. Think about upper body, core and lower body. Mm. And if you can do a couple of exercises that are kind of stressing one bit of that. So I'm thinking six exercises tops. Yeah. Then you're fine. So, I mean, and so literally it's kind of like arms and shoulders, stomach and back and legs. And, okay. and that's it. And just think of two exercises for both. So like at home, you can do that or in the gym, you can do it. And at the gym, you can do it with the added benefit of maybe a machine or a free weight. Um, and at home, I've got my kettlebell. So I don't, I use, so I use boot camp as my strength. Yeah. Um, which is, which, which is a blessing and a curse because I don't ever know what she's planned for it. And she might do a bit of a cardio boot camp, which is always a bit, it's just like, oh no, I don't, I don't need more cardio. I've got cardio. enough of this. What yeah. Yeah, I've got enough of that. I want to do more strength. Um, so, uh, but while I was on holiday, I sort of did more stuff that was tailored to me specifically. So I would do, so I've got a kettlebell that I use, which is only 10K. Um, I used to have a heavier one, but I kept on doing my back in. So 10 is my tops. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been on a holiday before. We talked about it before where I've done these with like a rucksack with cookie, cookery books. In yeah. So you can, you can use that for sure. But I would go like, if I was doing it at home, then I would do two kind of lower body things and that would be squats and lunges probably. Yeah. Um, squats always really like squats lips, always make me struggle to walk for days afterwards. I just need to yeah, practice them. So good. Yeah. So good. I mean that's that's they should they should, you know. So squats, you know, that's that's your bum. Um, bum and legs, and then lunges. It's it's legs and ankles. It, lunges are so so good for runners because those single yeah. leg lunges, whether you go forwards or backwards or side or whatever, it's really good for ankle strength and knee strength and stuff like that. It's really really good. So just those two. So they're really simple, and you know what to do with those. Okay. And then then arms. I mean, chucking some press ups, or if you've got a weight, you could do. Um, you could do sort of bicep curls or something like that, or you could do that with your rucksack. But but you don't have to. So you can just mm. do the press ups, which also does like um like your upper back and your shoulders as well. Yeah. And your core because you're like you're in a plank. So that's uh those three. Then you can do crunches or, or a mm-hmm. plank to do your core. Um and I mean that's not even six exercises. I think I'd be happy with that. Oh, maybe okay. a glute bridge. Glute bridge, because that's good okay. for your back of your legs and your bum, which is where all the power should be coming from. So so and you can do them in that way as well because the squats and the lunges they knacker you out. Press ups are ridiculous, but then you turn over onto your back, do some crunches, do the glute bridges, and you're done. That's one set, and do ten of each thing. And, and then you, you can do watch telly. Times. And you can watch telly, and you can do that whole of that. I mean, like when I do boot camp, boot camp is forty five minutes long, but actually after the warm up and the cool down, we're kind of doing it for maybe twenty five minutes. Yeah. So. 25 minutes you can do 25 minutes it really doesn't take too long and if you did that twice a week for the next three weeks that is going to make your running way way easier promise okay what do you reckon Uh, yeah I'm gonna do it after this podcast (gasps) 
I'm going to do it. I think I'm still going to do some yoga because I've been looking forward to it. But I think I will do, yeah, 20 on my lunch break. I'll do 20 minutes of strength and then 20 minutes of yoga or something. Perfect. And you don't need any weight for any of those. They're all body weight. Yeah, that's really good. you You don't need. Yeah. Okay. You don't need to go anywhere. So I think. Exciting. Oh, I know. I'm oh. I'm feeling I, I feel like I've got lots out today. Admitting that I'm crap at strength training. I know we all say that as runners. It's like, oh, none of us do our strength training, but I always think when I say no. that, you know, but actually I'm the only one who really does not do their strength training. <laughs> but this time round I, I I would really I think it would be really useful. Um and I've just yeah. got a bit of a fire in my belly about it at the moment. I don't know what it is that mm. like I would I'm enjoying exercise more than I have at other periods in my life. I think it's a bit of an yeah. it's in a bit of an empowerment thing, maybe that I let anxiety put me off it for yeah. the last kind of couple of weeks. And so this last yeah. week or ten days or so that I've been feeling more myself. It's just, it feels like a bit of a reclaiming of being able to, being able to do that stuff again. Because when it's bad, I can't even do yeah. any kind of like, I can't even do yoga to the point of like, of of sitting and, and doing breathing exercises. I can't do meditation. Like mm. all of it, anything to do with my body makes me feel as, uh, makes me feel under threat, makes me feel like something bad is happening and it's just horrid. And so oh, when it's gone, hi. I think being able to use my body again and feel confident about it and good about it and strong is yeah. is so healing and lovely. Oh, that's, oh. that's, that's lovely to hear. Oh, don't. It's, it's, you know, it's wonderful. Blah, blah, blah. And I think, well, it's just, and also you've, you've had this wonderful run yesterday and mm. clearly that's given you an, a, a kind of confidence that you, need in order to yeah it has uh, it made me feel with happiness. It, yeah it's made me it made me feel good about running again because I was worried yeah that like even as I was starting to, starting to get a little bit more fire in my belly back for yeah spin and and yoga and and mm. some of the other stuff that I enjoy um I was thinking what if it doesn't come back for running and I don't, yeah. I can't, I don't want to do this half marathon anymore that, and that, and that people feel let down by, and I'm, I'm, I'm a dull co-host because I just, uh, you know, want to talk about yoga with Adrian every week, <laughs> but I do genuinely, no, genuinely feel know, not people pleasing <laughs> our, our, our thousands of listeners, which of course it does. I do want to sometimes genuinely I feel yeah. as though that run made me remember the things that I really enjoy about running and how powerful it makes me feel and and I'm excited to carry on with the training oh I'm emotional about it all today Yay. oh well I mean do you know and I, I was just looking at something on uh Instagram and it was a woman who'd had a small injury and it meant that she hadn't been able to run for three weeks mm. And she said something like, you, you never want to run as much as when you can't run. And, yeah, I think that's and, it. And she she was, uh, and so I think it, you know, having a, a sort of, a, well, for you, absolutely a forced break mm. has 
has given you the the benefit of, yeah. of giving the sort of pushing your positivity and and your confidence and stuff when you when you do because you know that just that just shows you how important the taper will be when it comes mm-hmm. like you had some time off you went for a run and you felt fresh legged and you felt happy and confident and strong yeah that did actually um, that's, that's very true it really kind of restored my confidence in the fact that those couple of weeks that I did before I started to struggle with the anxiety and I had to kind of pause my training had still had a positive effect like before that like I don't know I, I know I wouldn't have felt so strong and my pace wouldn't have been so good and like it, it still made a difference even though I'd, I'd had the time off which is exactly yeah. what's happening with tapering yeah. isn't it you're not losing your fitness exactly. level and you know no not at all the taper will be even better because that's organized and I'll keep doing some bits and bobs of strength and stuff in between them the little short runs yeah I think we're going to smash it. Oh my goodness, tell me about you as well. I'm sorry, I've, we, we've talked about my half all for the last, how long has it been? About 45 minutes. Let's discuss how yours is going. <laughs> and thank you though well, for, for, for helping no, me kind of I, no. uh, work out how to think about it both practically and from a kind of mental standpoint for the next few weeks. I think that was oh, really just it's really wild. helpful conversation. It's helpful for me as well. And it kind of, and it's lovely to hear about, I'm I'm just, I'm so thrilled that you've kind of, that, you know, you kind of, it feels like you've turned a corner in terms of that confidence and that uh, yeah. renewed faith in your own ability and, and yeah, I feel and like stuff, I can do I, it. I yeah. And yeah. I don't think I felt even, even before when I, even when I started this round of training, I still I still didn't maybe necessarily feel like I could do it and now I mm. I know that I can I can visualize myself on the day I can see it happening which is a big thing of it isn't yeah. it and especially with covid and the fact that Huge. like oh we've been an injury and it's meant that over the last few years I haven't actually been to a I haven't had a race day because everyone that I planned or whatever has been yeah. postponed with covid or then with Berlin I had an injury so it's it feels very like things aren't going to be real they're they're not real life and actually being able to visualize yourself is 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 so helpful for the push for training yeah 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 Yeah. but yes tell me tell me about how are you feeling because you're a bit well a bit had slight paranoia last time we spoke yeah, and that that looms large. And I think um, what I might do because we've got a couple of things to talk about. And I think um, so. I'll, I'll briefly, I'll briefly mm-hmm. sort of talk about what I'm doing. I, I bought a prop, um, which <gasps> is my training plan, because um, I, I pulled it off the fridge because I literally have it stuck on my fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's my training plan. Um, so look at that. Oh, you it's highlight quite exciting. things. I'm ho- she highlights things. I'm actually holding upside down. I do highlight. Well, no, the, the, the highlighting was the holidays. Um, oh, I see. I, it's quite exciting because I don't know if you can see here, but like I'm here. This is my <gasps> week. And then it's only this to go. So I've only got like two inches left. Of oh, my, my gosh. Um, and it's, it, you know, one of the best things is to look back at where you've been that's been the nice thing so when you've got a training plan I think it's so easy to sort of look ahead and just think oh fuck I've yeah. got to do 20 miles um but actually when I look at this now look at the um, mileage you must have clocked see- up overall 
Yeah. So what I've done is on this, I'd written down the the you know I've 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 kind of I've put down the the length of all the runs, but I've also written down the total mileage I've done for that week mm. after I finished it, just to see how I was doing, and that feels quite nice because if I look at that as a kind of average, it's it goes sort of twenty five. It starts at about 25 because I started, it's a 16 week plan, 25 for, for the whole week, not the mm. whole run. Um, 25, 26, 28, then it's sort of 27. Then there was a ridiculous 34, but then it's 30, 31. So it's kind of, it's been going up. Yeah. Sort of generally, a bit kind of zigzag, but it's been going up a little bit. So that's quite nice to know that I've not been kind of going up huge huge amounts or not kind of you're only supposed to increase by like 10% a week I think yeah um so that feels quite nice but yeah it's it's fine um my big worry now is that the weekend after this I'm doing the Great North Run which um when this podcast comes out it's going to be in a couple of days mm. um and I'm supposed to be doing I didn't know that you were doing the Great North and- Run I'm doing the Great North Run I, how do I, so the Great I North Run no idea this is complete news to me yeah, I'm doing that. Um, but it's so that's in Newcastle, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, there Our very are, own like, Angel of the North is going to be yeah. doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, what terrifies me is that the position of it on my training plan is uh, three weeks ahead of, of the London Marathon. Mm. So on the day of the Great North Run, I am supposed to be running twenty between 20 and 22. That's what I've got on my plan. Um, and, and the Great North Run's a half, is isn't 13, it? Yeah. 13.1. So in a foreign city to me, I have to run seven or eight miles as of well extra. as the Great North Run. Yeah. And I mean, it's only a couple of days off, so I wish I'd asked this question a month or so ago so I could find out what other people do who are more used to the route and stuff. Because my plan will would be in my head to find seven or eight miles and do that first. But then, so the, 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 the paranoia there is I'm going to have to run that chunk of distance. Mm. Then I'm going to run the Great North Run. But obviously, obviously, there's going to be a gap. Yeah, because I'm going to have to go to the race village. I've got to go to the loo. I've got to drop off my bag. I've got to, um, you know, I've got to stand in a pen for like 20 minutes, mm. you know, all of that. So I'm going to be running eight miles, standing around for 40 minutes and then running a half marathon. So that to me does not feel like a proper training one. I mean, so it, really, I definitely say it's really a proper training one. I just feel almost like maybe that's going to be like more hard on you I don't know the science of this but that if you do eight and yeah. then you have a t- you have time for your legs to get a bit tired and for and then you have to do another 13 yep. is that going to be really horrid it's gonna be a worse training run than a 20 mile training run would be but is there any <laughs> is there any way you can do like swap it with another weekend because does your plan go up and down a bit that not well, really though because you've only so, got a few you've only got three or four long runs left yeah right? so this this weekend coming I, well I don't I've only got two long runs left so of the this weekend coming I'm n- n- no just because I've only got two weekends left because it's it's two weekends and then it's tapering for the, the for the um 
London Marathon, you taper for three weeks. For the oh, okay. So, so the Great North Run is my very last long run. And then I enter into taper. Okay. So it's, so it, I'm hoping, so what I'm going to do, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm sure that someone's going to say this is shit, but my plan is this weekend, the weekend before the Great North Run, I'm going to try for 21 and a bit and have that as my very, very longest run. Yeah. And then Great North Run, it's going to have to be this kind of piecemeal long run, but I'm really worried about the timing of it. Um. Yeah, I'm just really worried about, I'm, and I've been desperately Googling to see what other people do, but I can't find weird I don't know, people must. But could you, how, how, what's the cutoff time? I don't know. What do you reckon I should go around twice? I was just wondering, yeah, <laughs> could you do, could you add an extra lap and then, and then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's cricket somehow. I also mm. think, no, I couldn't add another lap it's point to point so is it um you end okay. miles you end 30 miles away from the start you know it's not like yeah. a circular if it was a circular route i could see that could kind of work you could, you could um, just chuck in an extra an extra go around yeah <laughs> no can't i mean it would be slightly demoralizing um, probably finishing a half marathon in like five hours or whatever but yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't do that. And I think and there's also sort of plans to meet people at the finish. So I can't finish and then carry on running. Yeah, because that's the other um, thing that I was thinking. Oh, this is a conundrum. If anybody has the answer to this puzzle, it's going to be too late. Oh, so don't worry about it's it. Be too, well, it's <laughs> going to be almost too late. But if anyone does have an answer to this. Is it the weekend after this the weekend? 11th, yeah. Okay, if anyone, okay. so there there'll is, be like two days. Time two days mm. between this going out and the and the great north one so if anyone is doing something similar i would love to know how they're handling it yeah let um, us know because i'm just gonna be yeah jogging on the spot in a pen for 20 minutes after oh god anyway so that's yeah. that's currently my my worry otherwise my running has been absolutely fine and um touch wood and it's been like the last long run i did was really good so um yeah, I'm just kind of at the moment I'm doing the other sort of planning, which is making sure that I've got all the nutrition that I need for the next few long runs and for the marathon itself. Yeah. Um, sort of buying in bulk at the moment. Um, but otherwise it's fine. I have, I mean, I keep on forgetting to look at my plan in a way rather I'm just looking at like the long runs and not the little ones in between. Um, and I haven't really been doing the technical runs. So. Okay. That uh, makes me feel better about my general lack of, of strength training and uh, I haven't I have not been doing them um I did I ran a bit faster yesterday but I don't know if that could technically be called a tempo run or not and I've certainly not been done I haven't done a single hill interval for months mm. I think um I know I know that my midweek runs are generally a bit quicker than my long run um, but I don't know if I could necessarily say that they were at race pace or yeah. any of the other kinds of paces that you do. So it is difficult um, though. Even yeah. as people who help put together training plans, like I sometimes I sometimes look at training plans and I'm like, what? Five K oh, pace minus one K plus two. Oh just yeah. give it to me straight. Just give it to me straight. What yeah. am I doing? What have I got to do? Yeah. What am I going to not, 
I just what, the, what can what's the bare minimum I can do without getting in trouble, basically. Exactly. Without exactly. without I just, I, finding I think, that yeah, I'm going to fall over or hurt myself, or my mum's going to be disappointed. Mm. What's what do I need to do this week? <laughs> Yeah, I and I reckon there is something to be said in having a training plan, which, you know, we're doing more of these actually, um, but uh, having training plans that just say, right, on Wednesday, you want to try and run for 30 minutes. Yeah. Right, but for the middle bit. So, and if you see that 30 minutes as like 10 minute plod to basically warm you up, 10 minute mega effort, 10 minute plod to calm yeah. you down. So you just think of that middle 10 minutes and just go a bit quicker. Yeah. That's what I want my training plan to say. Me too. Oh, okay. That yeah, feels that so sense. much more manageable and relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 5K pace. I don't know what my fucking 5K pace no. is. Do they mean my, my balls out? How hungover am pace? I? Or do they yeah. mean... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> fucking hell. People. Um, something um, I do want to talk to you about before we... Well, it is kind of moving on. But it's about long runs. So... Yes. This is this is my friend Lex who I run with, but this is it's actually not her who has this question. It's a friend who's also training for the for the London Marathon. And she yeah. it's the first time that her friend has trained for a marathon. And so it's it's every every long run is the longest long run she's ever done. And she's finding yeah. chafing, particularly boob chafing, a big issue. And it's under mm. it's kind of underneath, it's under boob chafing. And okay. to be fair, I haven't got all my facts. I don't know what sports bra she's wearing. So yeah. I guess that would be my first thing. But basically, friend of the yeah. pod, she said, please, can you ask Esther and Holly to talk about this on the Women's Ring podcast? Because I don't know what to what to do because it's like Ugh. giving her horrible, horrible pain that's distracting her from her yeah. training and, and ruining the enjoyment yeah. of it all. Chafing is a fucking nightmare. Chafing is a fucking but, nightmare. So the, the chafing is, it's either going to be fabric against skin or it's going to be skin against skin, right? Mm. I guess that's the kind of two thing. Yeah. So the first thing would be to look at the sports bra because if that sports bra doesn't fit her properly, then she is going to get horrible chafing. Yeah. Because um, we test quite a bit of stuff. Like I, I have found, you know, some things work better than others but yeah. it might be like um yeah she she, she needs to look in a, into a well-fitting sports bra it might not be the sports bra it might also be the top that she's wearing and also what I'm finding as well because I've got small boobs and don't get boob chafe mm. although I do get nipple chafe yeah if I'm wearing a bad bra um is uh what well, the one thing I do get I was chafed with at the the weekend was my hydration pack so I I used that, a new I, one that's I the only time I've ever water. had kind of upper body chafing like I tend to have below the belt chafing yeah. but same it was <laughs> the was the first time I, tr I tried wearing my hydration vest and I didn't know what top I needed to wear with it and I got horrible chafing yeah. like under my armpits and back of my arms Yes. Mm. Yeah. And I, I had it, the one I was wearing, I, it was on my back. I've got two spots on my back from where it was kind of just pressure, the pressure that was going there. Um, and mm. I've got scabs on my back at the oh. moment. It's that bad. But um, I did, when I was training, the last time I did a big, long training block, um, I really got into using anti-chafe cream. There was one that I had and I can't remember. I think it was Premax, I think, that I had. And... Um, 
I had to use it. I had to use it around my neck because mm. of the hydration pack um, and under my arms because I think definitely moving into uh, warmer weather and you're not used to wearing short sleeves. It's the short sleeve rub. So, I was, yeah. so it was under my arms um, and I would, and on nipples. Yeah. For sure. And I was, I put some on that. And then, and when I remembered to do that, the difference was brilliant. Yeah. So same go, with me, to be fair. That's, that's probably my top tip as well was mine was body, just body glide, which I think is like a fiver. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, right. mine were definitely like thighs and I must confess also my ass crack. Um, that was crack. oh my god yes no that's have you ever awful. had that oh my yeah, god really awful. oh my god yeah all the time it's <laughs> horrific yeah <laughs> and that that completely saved the day that completely saved the day I remember and I didn't have any more any more chafing after that um so yeah maybe yeah. check the sports bar check the top like maybe just have a walk oh, around sure. at home and a move around and see what is it like where see if you can locate yeah. when you're not distracted by the fact that you need to run 20 miles where see if you can work out where exactly and what it might be that's rubbing and yeah. then because I get think some body glide or pre-max chafe, cream I mean, or something on there yes absolutely I would definitely put something oh yeah those two things and I think unfortunately it does come down to investing a bit because it it does sound to me as though that the bra that she's wearing is not right no if you're getting un if you're getting under boob chafe, it's, I would suspect you've just not got the support going on there. Yeah. Because um, that sounds painful. Yeah, potential And you need options. a nice, big, wide band under your bra to yeah. keep big, big support going on. And if you've got big boobs, then you need to think about having that. Not, not um, I've forgotten the two different fits of bra, but the ones that kind of encapsulation. Yeah. That's the one. You want like, like Mad- I always think of Madonna's bra. cone boobies with that. Exactly. Yeah. You want a Gaultier bra. You do. Um, that's the Gaultier that, look. That really, the Gaultier look. And I find a huge difference because I, I'm small enough boobed to run in compression, but I also have a couple of encapsulation bras, and the mm. encapsulation bras are amazing. They, it's a whole other level of support. I think. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm a compression gal. I find that I'm fine with just compression. Um, but yeah, yeah, agree. Maybe it's an encapsulation jobby. I also think, um, that investing in a bra that is as soft and seamless as, po- as possible is if, yes. if it is the under boob, then maybe, maybe the, the underband is, is, like irritating you maybe the elastic is sticking through or maybe the, the fabric is just not quite the right thing um again yeah. it does in, involve investing a bit but I really like I've been wearing at the moment the Runderwear version 5 bra um yeah. I think it's just the original version 5 and that yeah. is really 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 soft and I've haven't had any chafing from that it's maybe not quite as supportive as some of their other big yeah encapsulation ones that are designed for bigger boobs I will say that I I have had a couple of moments with it where if I'm a bit hormonal or whatever I do get slightly achy boobs in it but for soft bras that's the one for me yeah yeah no I do I agree that is a really good bra and I do have that one too um I think it might be worth um this friend uh, having a chat with Booby Doo. Do you mm. remember when, uh, when we spoke to them and um, they can do a fitting over Zoom and yeah. then you can have to get your boobs out 
exactly and I think that might be worth a go because they'd yeah. really be able to help you um, because it's sports bra they specialize in sports bras and so I think that'd be a they'll know a what's up you, to go and chat to you just don't and, want even at this yeah, even exactly. this late in the game it's still worth it because you don't want your tits to ruin your marathon basically how annoying no you do and just not. how how you classically patriarchal yeah <laughs> We don't want any blaming men for men, yeah, to say, <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, your big old boobies got in the way of your running. Yeah, no, we don't, we don't want any excuses for those kind of comments. So, yeah, boobies exactly. behave, and um, there are good sports bras and you, chafe stuff. For it. Didn't you? Didn't you get a letter about chafing? I did. It's one of my favorite letters we've received ever. Um, so. If I've people have this. listened along this long to this episode, I know we've been talking about quite a lot of serious things, but time to bring the tone down as usual. Um, <laughs> because it was never going to be a fully serious, emotional podcast all episode. Um, no. This is from Rachel. I'm just going to double check before I start reading that she is allowing us to call her Rachel. Yes, 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 she's fine, she's fine. We can call, we can say. This is from Rachel. Um, she, I, I love the fact that you say, this is from Rachel, Rachel. let me check to see let if she likes check, using see her if, name. If I'm allowed to say that she's called Rachel. I yeah. mean Raquel. <laughs> I mean Raquel, yes, yes. So, from our lovely mm-hmm. listener, Rachel Raquel. Uh, she said, hi, Holly and Esther, really enjoying episodes of late. Um, I wanted to write to write wanted to write this time due to your shorts chat episode uh, in episode 106 Mm. sorry my reading today uh i haven't had enough coffees um so she said i remember a while ago you were also looking for embarrassing running moments so maybe this fits both it fully does um i did the cardiff (laughs) half in march this year delayed due to covid as i have been various different thigh sizes throughout the past years of lockdown some of my running attire does not fit the same as it once did heavy relate to that (laughs) <laughs> On the morning of the half marathon, I decided to wear short black running shorts. She's even included a picture of the mm. running shorts, by the way, which I love. Uh, the first 10K seemed to go quite well. However, at about 11 kilometers, I started to feel an irritation when my shorts were cutting in at the bottom. That's right, the oh. dreaded chafe. To my horror, I realized I'd worn my pre-lockdown shorts when my thighs were a bit smaller. As you can imagine, this got progressively worse, even when I was running and constantly adjusting, looking like I had to have my hands by my crotch as I ran. I started trying Ah. to run past some race marshals, asking where the first aid tent was so I could maybe get some tape. Each one seemed to say, a little further on, keep going. This really made me laugh as well. That All she's trying to do is just go, have you got any tape? Do you know with first aid? And they're just kind of going, you can do it. Yeah, not long to go. Completely <laughs> ignoring that she's asking for the first aid tent. Um, she said it felt like the hardest three kilometers of my life with constant chafe, but I made it to the top of the hill and the first aid tent was in sight. As I ran down the hill, I spotted my friend's mum who was cheering excitedly and waving. She spotted my anguish by my expression. So I shouted, chafe, chafe, trying to explain why I looked so upset. <laughs> She looked confused and ran up and down the barrier for specta- of spectators trying to reach me. People were stopping to look at both of us strangely, and a race marshal looked startled and confused. She shouted back, cake? Cake? She thought I was shouting cake. 
<laughs> Next time, I'm going to sign up for the run for 5K, run for cake 5K instead. And she's actually included a link for the run for, for cake 5K. You can do a, you can do a run for cake marathon and an ultra. Um, Ooh, nice. Anyway, Ooh. I got some tape for the chafe and finished the half, thankfully. Cheers to the great podcast and magazine, Rachel. I love oh, it. Oh, I love her. I know she's <laughs> she's just she's one of the gang, isn't she? <laughs> she is not she? If ever there was one. Oh, chafe, chafe, cake, cake, cake. <laughs> cake? <laughs> <laughs> I also I really enjoyed the marshals. Maybe maybe they were just saying to her, it's not long to the first aid tent, but I like to imagine they also just completely didn't know what she was saying and were just ignoring her and going, you can, t- you can do it. Yeah, not long to go. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, A lovely, God. lovely story. Love you, Chief. Thank you, Rachel. That you was know a what? I- fucking classic. It, it was an absolute classic and this this is the reason along with the fact that I would never show my legs that I think running in leggings is just the future yeah the fewer chafey bits I think but um but that's just because I like to stay covered top to toe so it's not really the same thing is it I guess (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe, that way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our supporters on Patreon and you'll receive a special patron-only newsletter from me and Holly. More perks on the way, I promise. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. Happy running. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.